0: The electrostatic field of electricity does not dissipate as quickly as does the electromagnetic. We know this from the problem of the transatlantic telegraph cable situation of the 1880s that Oliver Heaviside resolved by retaining the electromagnetic field along the entire length of the transatlantic telegraph cable now when we look at my speculation of the Amman circuitry or when I look at it it's beginning to look like he was transmitting into a an electrostatic field he was transmitting via the dielectric uh, force because it's the easiest to transmit with It's the hardest of the two forces to lose over distance. And he doesn't have to go very far because all he has to do is superimpose his waveforms, his phase angles between amperage and voltage onto any kind of wiring system, such as house wiring or transmission lines, telephone lines, whatever, and that gives him a 10-mile range of transmission. problem is that nobody else can utilize those transmissions unless they first pass it through an iron coil to convert it into the necessary formats of waveforms that can be utilized as electricity Um, because it takes the iron such as uh, the the iron of a coil specifically it takes the iron of a coil to convert the reception of those waves into current and magnetism if you have merely an iron wire excuse me, if you have merely a copper wire or a copper coil, it will be received, as I've already stated just now, but it will not be converted into useful format. And that super uh, imposition or superposition of his radio transmission, so to speak, if we can call it radio, no, <laughs> his dielectrical transmission superimposed upon the transmission grid, people's house wiring, blah, 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 that puts out a whack the phase angles and the sine wave, nice, neat and tidy sine wave waveforms that are already on the transmission grid and on people's house wirings and causes them to have a blackout. Even though the power is there, the power that's being supplied by the power company, the power utility... And even though his power is there in addition there too, it's a mix-up and they can't use it, so they lose power. So there's no theft whatsoever. He's contributing to the grid. It's just not set up to make use of it, so it disrupts the grid. And so he's not a thief. He is a domestic terrorist, (laughs) is the modern-day term. Of course, they didn't have it back then. That's fine. This is what I've been considering all along. But I never knew the significance of iron, even though the evidence is there in front of our faces. You really have to think like Sherlock Holmes. And I don't. I try to. But you have to, to piece all of the clues together and not leave a single clue out because there are enough clues there supplied to us to solve the problem if we take into consideration Nathan Stubblefield and what William Lyon has to say about Tesla's special generator in his book um, Pentagon Aliens or Space Aliens from the Pentagon if you prefer the earlier edition. It's places like that in Oliver Heaviside, the transatlantic telegraph cable problem of the 1880s. It's places like that that have all the clues we need to supplement what we know about the Amandavis to figure it out. But it also requires a little intuition to organize all of it. So, as I have been sharing information with you guys it's becoming apparent to me that I didn't receive everything I need to know when I first... You know, all I was getting was just the beginning sessions, and then it stopped, kind of petered out. And that's the way it usually works if I don't share. If I share, then the dialogue from whatever the source is, where I'm getting this stuff from, is kept up. And it could very well just be angels that is feeding me this, you know? It's not... Or nature sprites. It's not necessary to think of humans, and it's certainly not necessary to assume it's all me. <laughs> I'm not that smart. No way. Um, maybe I am, but I, you know, it's. I certainly don't act that way. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, and but it it is a dialogue. There is no question about it. And I'm convinced there are angels walking... I'm sorry sorry for this aside. I have to do this. I'm convinced there are angels walking around in human form who look like humans. They may very well be humans. But there's no way for me to tell the difference whether they're humans or whether they're angels faking being a human. And angels are good method actors, proficient method actors. They can fake human suffering all too well. So I don't know anymore where I'm getting it from. I just know I'm not making this up on my own. And I'm not speculating. But it's developing and it's morphing because I'm sharing this with you. And so the more I share, the more I'm fed. And this circuit has done another morph. And this podcast is directed to you, Aaron Murakami, despite the fact you don't have the time to listen to me blabble, uh, to wait around for me to get to the good parts. I'm sorry, it's the only way I can do it, talking in the middle of the night, in a car, without any facility to type very readily. My cell phone is gives me so much trouble posting on your website. It's unbelievable. I can, sh- I can post, you know, two, three-sentence length postings, and that's about it. And even that's problematic, because every time I want to post, the page reloads and I have to re-log in all over again, it's it's really it's a pain in the butt so to speak it's a pain in my uh, patience is what it is so this is now morphed into the following the two, originally you know the two stationary aluminum plates attached to the aluminum wire that um, is also attached to the two transistors Now these two plates, not only have they morphed into rotating disks, they have morphed into Kit Carson's parametric capacitor bank. (laughs) For lack of a better term, I forget what it's actually called. I hate to admit it, but it's starting to make a whole lot of sense because we already know what Kit Carson's device can do it lacks current. That's the the, the part that's missing. And it lacks a prime mover, so it has an electric motor rotating it. Well, both of those are supplied by the Amon device. The iron barrel-shaped coil um, supplies the current because it does the necessary conversion from the dielectric into the magnetic and feeds it back to the to the um, spinning disks, the aluminum disks. And the copper side of the circuit, of the Amman circuit, takes care of the prime mover because it makes use of the frequencies that are already out there in the R environment at the level sufficient to power a crystal radio set, which is all we need to power the darn thing. And I've always held that to be the case. I've... I just wondered whether or not it would be enough whether or not the um circuit needs a kick start from a much higher voltage level, but it may not, and the interior of the copper tubes and copper spheres that are welded to each other they may not be filled with a noble gas because it may not be necessary to kick start the thing with a elevated voltage. It may be enough to have them filled with air just like the, it is surrounded by air on the outside of the tubes and spheres in which case the background voltage levels of the environment is sufficient to get it started and maintained at all times and so the copper side of the circuit involves a capacitor or in among case it's probably a Leyden jar I don't know how they made capacitors back then but I'm assuming it was a Leyden jar and that is between one end of the copper tube which has the transistor and the other end of the pair of copper tubes that has the pair of spheres. So the linear arrangement of those pairings of copper tubes has three places of interaction. In the middle is the capacitance, at one end is the pair of spheres and at the opposite end is the transistor. Um, whose base lead or base electrode is aluminum um, connecting with the main aluminum trunk line shall we say that whose other end is connected to the other transistor That's whose two additional leads the collector and emitter are the two leads of the barrel shaped coil um, and then coming off of that aluminum trunk line shall we say are the two branch lines each one of which go to the two leads of Kit Carson's parametric um, rotary um, capacitor Um, and the spinning aluminum discs of that Kit Carson device no longer needs C-magnets to act as a braking force because the iron barrel shaped coil will act as the braking force to prevent it from accelerating beyond um, tolerable rotation speeds so now the circuit looks a lot more um, intelligently designed because we already know that Kit Carson can create an electrostatic field which varies in its intensity over time. Um, It was those two other things missing that fill in the gaps. The uh, conversion into the magnetic and the lack of a prime mover that we assumed, of course, was already being supplied by the electric motor, but, of course, the Eman device doesn't have one. So... um, it looks like it's a complete circuit now. I mean, I've said this before, right? <laughs> well, I stand corrected and I correct myself. And that's the beauty of the value, or the value of the beauty, of sharing. Um, because then I can receive more information. Otherwise, it stops cold. And I was going through emotional uh, questionings, doubts, whether or not I should share anymore. And that's my own fault, I guess. But um, it was in response to your doubts. And um, I thought, well, why bother, you know, (laughs) if they're going to be doubting me and criticizing, where are you getting all this from, blah, 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 and why don't you build it (laughs) and show us? (laughs) Because I don't have technical skills for building, and I don't have tools for building nor for testing, and I don't have the time or the money, (laughs) And I don't have safety skills because I don't want to get hurt in case I do something wrong or foolish and I don't know how to weld. I mean, crap, I don't have most of everything. All I have is intuition. That's it. And because I've trained myself for the last seven years to be able to think on this topic and involve myself with the details, I'm not merely susceptible, but I can... um, um, be an appropriate person to receive it or interpret or whatever. I don't know how to put it. I really don't know how to describe it. Um, because it is a lot of details in electrodynamic theory. And that's what I'm presenting to you just theory. I wouldn't call it speculation because I don't, like I said before, I don't fantasize, I don't sit and think about it. I wait. And I wait however long it takes, before I get inspired with thought, with a thought that I did not do anything to create. It spawned itself. And, you know, ten years ago, there were thoughts that really had nothing to do with electrodynamic theory. They had more to do with Vedic um, lore than anything else, because it all depends on training. And without any electrodynamic training whatsoever, at least now I have some, but it's just merely on simulators, and then going to the internet for explanations for my experiences of what I managed to create. Um, Without training, intuition just can't function. It won't have a language to deposit itself into. It needs a vessel, a vehicle, and that means facts, figures, details all of the stuff that makes up a particular body of knowledge. And then intuition can fashion or or deposit, if you like, just about anything you want to know about anything, provided you're connected to an intuitive source and you have some training on the particulars of a particular subject. I mean, that's how Luther Burbank operated. If you've ever read anything about That wizardry of plant botany and hybridization of plants, it's unbelievable what he managed to accomplish in such a short span of time. But it was because of his intuition that he was able to accelerate his research and development into a reasonable rate of development. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so that's my contribution for this particular episode. And it's more directed at Aaron than anybody else because he's in charge of that Kit Carson device. I'm assuming from last I heard, I believe he is. Um, And it's something to put the circuit to, to adapt it to an appropriate. Now you may have already done this, so and it may already. I can't remember um, if you managed to do so or not, but it. I do remember. (laughs) that you never got rid of the prime mover, the electric motor. Um, but, you know, Eric Dollard was making suggestions, so this is my suggestion. Um, how to make it a completely uh, complete circuit independent of any prime mover and capable of interacting with an electromagnetic field to create uh, the necessary format for supplying electricity, electrical power become a power station, an electric power station.